This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. It's an online university and also a one-on-one and group coaching business that's there to help enlighten, to raise the consciousness, and help the individual truly thrive in every area of their life. We have a new online class that is now available called Life Mastery. And what this five-week course is all about is teaching you the rules of life, uh, how to create life mastery in your life, how to become the master of your life to thrive and create all that you desire. In this five-week course, we dive deep into spiritual laws, universal laws, quantum physics, neurology, functional neurology, to back up all the concepts that we bring to the table to give you a platform to utilize and to really help grow and expand. Right now, we have a ton of amazing bonuses that are going on while you sign up for the class, and we even offer a two-week money-back guarantee if you don't like the program. To check out more about it, go to www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you guys on, tuning in, listening. Thank you for tuning in, but also more importantly, if you are a subscriber, thank you. If not, what are you waiting for? Don't miss another episode. Hop on, subscribe, like the episode, share a review. This is how it gets it out there to expose to others to really help create massive transformation, raise the bar in consciousness for humanity and for yourself. In this episode, I had the joy and pleasure of interviewing Samir Bahad. And now, 
this interview, he shares an amazing story of his life and the things he's gone through. And we talk about his book. He talked about his book, One Fine Day. And it was just a great interview to really tune in, tap in with him and connect to hear his personal story, the ups and downs of what he went through in life, how it prepared him, what we talk about in the essence of suffering and resistance and all these different things and the power of acceptance and so much more. To give you a small little background, you'll get much more in the episode. Um, on January 31st, 2017, at the age of 47, Samir suffered an extremely rare catastrophic hemorrhagic stroke in his cerebellum, underwent two brain surgeries, and spent a month in a medically induced coma. Not just his life-changing, debilitating illness, but later on, he had to quit working. And on top of that, he also went through a divorce. He's extremely grateful and thankful to the universe that he survived and he promises the universe that he is going to make the most of the fact that he is alive. Samir is a unique journey of life, a journey complete with excellent highs and heart-wrenching lows. He is a true fighter, excellent writer, and a motivational speaker, and thus written an inspirational book titled One Fine Day, a unique story of resilience and hope in facing the new normal. And he talks a lot about that in the podcast. In the transformational memoir about his illnesses and experiences de dealing with adversity and how he came back from the brink of hopelessness death with the help of a diverse community of friends, caregivers, colleagues, and other people around him in his adopted country, USA, and his country of birth, India, besides his family. His mission is to start writing his book is to help and guide people worldwide on how one can prepare for and embrace their new normal whatever it is for them, with positivity, grace, and gratitude. Guys, I don't want to take any more thunder away from Samir. It's a wonderful podcast. You'll feel his energy right from the get-go. And with no further ado, here is Samir Bahide. Samir, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dr. Manzo. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I've done my due diligence looking you up, seeing what you're up to. I saw your book. I've seen everything you're doing. And I think you have a lot of great, I would like to call it life nuggets or golden nuggets or things that can, wisdom nuggets, some people say, but it's things that people can utilize and share during these times to really radically see things from a different perspective. So I'm excited to have our conversation. I'm excited too. Thank you. So I always like to ask in the beginning for the listeners, just so they can connect a little bit more with you is, you know, how did you get into what you're doing? What inspired you? What was the journey? What was, you know, because a lot of times in life, and I grew up with this mindset that, you know, you just, you choose what you want in life and you go and that's it. There's no turning back. There's no changes. There's nothing. That's how I was kind of trained. Um, and then um, life taught me how it kind of really goes for the most part. Everyone I've ever interviewed or talked with, they, it's more like the pinball effect. You bounce around till you get to a certain point. How did you get into what you're doing? Right, right. Absolutely. That's a good question. And I, I you, know, you know, Doc, I call myself an accidental author. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll share, you know, why I say that. But before, before I do that, I'll just give you a quick background on me. You know, I, I grew up in India. I was born here in Mumbai. And then I moved to the States as an international student uh, 30 years ago. So I've lived in different cities, uh, Cleveland, Boston, and finally have settled in Washington, D.C. since 2002. And, you know, life was going on just fine. You know, I had lived the American dream. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had got my master's. I worked for some global companies uh, and I traveled a lot. I had a beautiful house, a beautiful family. I had a sports car. And basically, I was very comfortable till... January 31st, 2017, that day, everything was going fine till I had that stroke uh, that day. So that changed my life forever. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had a massive uh, stroke that day, and, uh, which is extremely rare, but I was extremely lucky to survive. Uh, and uh, there are lots of factors uh, because of which uh, I survived. I went to the hospital right away and so on and so forth, and I've mentioned that in the book. But I was extremely, extremely lucky to survive. And, uh, and then, you know, I had no idea, you know, what the hell happened to me. You know, it, it, you know, I was going like at 100 miles an hour before my stroke. And then I was completely shut down. I, I, I was barely making, you know, doing 10 miles or 20 miles at max. And so life completely changed. And this, was, this came from nowhere, right? Because I had no indication because this was a genetic stroke. So it just happened. And, you know, I, just like 15 days before, I had done an annual physical. And of course, in annual physical, they do, don't do an MRI un unless there are some symptoms or whatsoever. So I had no symptoms uh, till this point. 
and that changed my life and uh, you know I, I was 30 days in a coma medically induced coma and then i was in a rehab a hospital for 30 days and then i came home and i continued outpatient rehab and so on and so forth and, and to date i'm doing the rehab so you know so life changed dramatically for me that day and then uh, in 2018 two other events happened in my life uh, and 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 that you know as a result of the stroke i believe the first one was I had to stop working because you know I was working nonstop for 24 years before this, and because of the stroke I had to stop working. So that was a big change for me, and then then uh, then I had a divorce on top of that. So these three life events: the stroke, uh, you know, not working, and a divorce. You know, I was at the lowest point in my life uh, in 2018. So you know, I had a choice to make, right? I, because I was still suffering, I, you know, I wanted to get better, and I want, wanted to get better for myself. And I had a choice to make that I could be depressed and sad about the the, the situation I found myself in, or I accept things uh, and move forward, and uh, you know, and and try to help others, which which started to come in my mind because I have, I did so many things for a year in terms of therapies and treatments, physical and mental. And so I wanted to share those lessons. You know, I was not ready uh, when the stroke happened to me. So I wanted to make sure that I, uh, you know, my stories and my experiences may help others to be, uh, to be aware of and be prepared to accept their new normal. So that was in my mind. So how do I get my message across was the big question. And, you know, so, uh, so at that point, uh, you know, slowly I decided, okay, it, it's better, a good, uh, <coughs> excuse me, a good idea to uh, write a book. And, and that's why I say accidental author, because uh, that's, that's when I decided. And I had never written a book, uh, never written an article before this. Uh, so I said, okay, the best way to do this is to write a book. And I decided to write that. This was like in the uh, end of 2018. And now you may think, right, oh, how, how, was I, how was I supposed to write this book? Because, you know, my condition was bad. I, you know, my, uh, I couldn't uh, sit on a computer for more than 10 minutes at a stretch. And, uh, you know, I could only type by one hand and so on and so forth. But in my mind, my mission, my calling was so strong that I, I, I decided that I want to find a way to do this. Yeah. You know, so what I did was I, I uh, you know, I basically uh, said, okay, I have the stories. I made notes. You know, I have been keeping a journal ever since, uh, uh, you know, I started my therapies and all that. So I said, look, I'm going to have a strong you know, notes of what, what has happened. And I actually contracted with a professional writer uh, to to uh, to lessen my burden. So the way uh, so the way it worked was that I write I, I wrote the notes. I wrote a couple of uh, things for the chapters. Then I shared that with uh, the uh, I call him the ghost writer, and he would uh, you know uh, take and and and, uh, and fine tune it further, and then send back to me. I'll add, delete to it, and so on and so forth. So what that did to me was. You know, I was I, I I didn't have to spend a lot of time on the computer at a stretch or writing a chapter. You know, it was shared between me and the ghostwriter, and that way we wrote. Uh, you know, so we would go back and forth and finish the chapter. So uh, that way we wrote about eleven chapters in the book, and uh, and 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 finally we. You know, the, the, my mission was clear to 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 share my experience through the book. So I've become an accidental writer the way I look at it. And that 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 was uh, that was the start of what I what I'm doing now. So I'm calling myself the accidental author. I love that. Did you ever, uh, as you call yourself that, I'm assuming you never had intentions on ever writing a book. Absolutely not. Never ever thought I would do it. I love that. And with with all that, you know, when you had the stroke, then you had to stop working. You know, these and then a divorce on top of that. Yeah. How much fear? existed in the mind because a lot of times people will talk about like i got through this and i went through here but what what did you have any fear what in, like what inspired you to be like i'm moving forward i'm not making this my life i'm not having a self-pity party um right what, what what was that thing or things that uh helped you transform or transcend those that stuff right right as i said before you know the, after these things 2018 was the lowest point and it, you know, it was like, uh, you know, it was literally, you know, I was like, uh, you know, if I don't, you know, I, I needed to do something because, uh, you know, I, in my mind, it was very, very tough uh, that all these things had happened. 
and uh, and uh, you know I, I, again you know in my mind i thought okay you know i can be miserable like this and live my life uh, life like this forever or accept things and move on so what drove me was uh, the the uh, the necessity that you know that i i want to help others you know that was the driver in me the, you know i call it call this as a samir 2.0 now that's that's uh, you know i said look i have gone through this and i have faced so many hurdles i was not prepared i don't want anybody else to suffer i want them to you know kind of uh, do things before a tragedy strikes i mean not necessarily everybody have will have a tragedy but this you know this is about everyday changes as well so so for, so for, for how i picked up myself was that but look you know it it has been you know a disaster and i firmly believe doc that uh, you know that you can clap uh, with only one hand so you know uh, so i said look i can sit here uh, have a pity party and i can blame myself or i can accept and move on because i want to help others and to uh, and to do that so i used to tell my mom all the time she was obviously worried she uh, she is in india india and she was worried uh, you know after all these things you know i hope you are not depressed you know that was her worry and i used to tell her all the time look i am definitely sad but i am not depressed i need to do something in my life going forward otherwise there's no point in living this life right so i you know so my goal was okay i need to pick up uh, from uh, you know pick up myself and do something which uh, will help others so that was my driver and i only ask cuz i went through something similar not with a stroke but i had some other health challenges that were leading up to potentially i remember the day talking to my coach and being like uh, I had some back and lower leg, some leg issues where um, some changes were happening in my spine, which were great. But my body has been so used to being a certain way for 30 something years that it was a hard change. And it was hard because I could practice adjusting for like 10 minutes in my office. And then I would have to take a five minute break on the floor laying down because of the spasms. And it got to a point where I was there and the thought came up. My coach is like, what if you, this doesn't get better? What if this is your life? He's like, you got to look at things from other realms. And I was like, well, then I need to start. I got to immediately start sharing my other messages that I want to share. I want to start getting into the, the mindset realm, the thing that I'm, very, I'm also very passionate about. And that kind of opened the door because I went through this for eight months. But at the same token, a book like you, we talked about a book came out of it and then a podcast came out of it and all these other things to keep me moving forward because I had to share, I had to do uh, something. Exactly. That's, that's really great. So you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. And yeah. how is it, you know, when it comes through, you know, the breakthrough of barriers, right? Because we're always going to have them in life, right? Is it ever, you went through some big stuff, but I'm assuming, I'm just assuming here that you probably have had other things come up too uh, down the road. How is it that we, you know, an individual can get through these barriers? What is the, the psychological aspect? Because I really believe everything's from the mind and it all starts there at least. You know, you got to have heart and action and all these other things and passion and all this, but everything starts from the mind in my perspective. So what are things that an individual has to do to, to really break through? What is the, the first step, I should say? Right, right. So, uh, you know, so you, you said it, you know, uh, it, uh, when, I, when I wrote this book, the reason I wanted to help others, it not, you know, not necessarily that anybody uh, suffering through a stroke or a medical illness or whatever, you know, this could be anything, you know, that's why one fine day means life can and will change for good or bad, big or small, personal or professional. It's not, not just bad events like a stroke or, or, or a medical illness or whatever, it could be anything. So I, I, I wanted to kind of share this message across that like no matter what these uh, life changes are, and I call them life changes, right? It's not just only, you know, this book is not like top 10 things to do when you're facing medical adversity. You know, this is just a book about how do you face your life changes? So, you know, uh, all these things, uh, the one fine day, life uh, changes, uh, you know, will create a new normal for you. And whatever that is, right, big or small, and uh, that uh, is hard, no matter what, you know, whatever level it is. And that requires successful adaptation of that new normal as it completely alters our trajectory. And it, it, it requires successful adaptation. So that, you know, uh, that is the message from my book for anybody. So it's not just medical illness, you know, it could be anything. And uh, so that's the point I make in the book is that, look, you have to be ready. And I'll, I'll share with you the, some of the things I have done, which helped me 
and the, the, that was my driver to to kind of relate those things to to people and no matter what new normal they are facing big or small uh, these are the things which will help them and which have helped me and again i'm not trying to be preachy or prescriptive in the book and i made sure i, I told my uh, ghostwriter that look i want this book to be very very relevant very focused and i don't want to preach any practice or belief or whatever i just want to relate and share what i have done which i'll cover in a second uh, which 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 helped me heal my mind body and spirit so you know so the first thing uh, doc was to accept right uh, accept what is happening and that was the difficult part you know uh, the first few months i was constantly hounded by why me thoughts you know why is this happening to me why am i suffering you know everything was going great you know why you know what did i do that we have to suffer why my family has to suffer and so on and so forth so i was completely hounded surrounded by those thoughts so you know that two things i did uh, doc which i had never done before in my life uh, before the stroke so you know the, my mental agony was so much that uh, i i said okay you know i need to do something to uh, now obviously i was doing a lot of physical rehab and so on and so forth but i i said i wanted uh, you know i i felt like uh, doing some rehab of the mind and uh, and the two things i did which i had never done before the first one i did was you know i started talking to a, a professional uh, clinical psychologist you know i had never done that before you know before i used to discount that uh, thinking that you know these these touchy feely stuff is is not needed you know i was a, a data driven you know that that kind of a guy so i never dis, uh, never ever did talk to a psych- psychologist i was never comfortable so i started doing that and that has definitely helped me and i still talk to her today so that was number one i talked to a professional clinical psychologist i started talking uh, a few months after after my stroke and that helped me and i continue to talk and the second thing doc i did i started doing meditation and this is something i learned when i came uh, to to this holistic facility in india to continue my rehab and i had never ever done meditation so i got into the practice of doing meditation and that helped me calm my mind you know accept destiny you know definitely uh, helped me re- relax so so that uh, so th- these two things which i had never done before i started off with those and that helped me definitely helped me uh, relax and uh, uh, help my mind a, lo- a lot and these two things i had, I had never done I- in my life before I love that. Was there a specific type of meditation that you got started with um, that you started to utilize in some way? It's funny you ask uh, because uh, uh, the, the, the reason is the meditation I did, did and I continue to do today is, is my mindfulness meditation. I love it. I think that's, yeah. hey, can you share with the listeners what my, I know what mindfulness meditation is? I talked to about it briefly on the podcast. Do you mind just diving in what that is? Sure, sure. So you know, so I didn't know this that uh, there are different types of meditation, and one form of meditation is mindfulness, which basically you are, you know, you are basically, uh, you know, in the meditation you are trying to be aware of things happening. Uh, and uh, and one of the uh, the big discoveries for me was, you know, when my uh, meditation teacher said, "Look, uh, the thoughts will come and go, and if they come, that's okay. Don't be so harsh," because I was very harsh initially. I was like, "Why the heck are these these thoughts coming?" And he, and he said, "It's perfectly okay to have these thoughts. If, if these thoughts come, you know, you can just go back and focus on your breathing." So mindfulness is basically that. You know, you are trying to be aware of your situation, your mindfulness of of your surrounding, your breathing, your body, and so on and so forth. And you're fo- you're focused on that. So uh, so that's that that in a nutshell is a mindfulness. so you're 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 aware of uh, you know what's happening to you so you're looking at yourself from an outside uh, perspective so not necessarily you know so you're just observing and that that's the bottom line you're just observing what is happening how i just asked this cuz I, i i teach my meditation practices with my my coaching clients and and groups uh-huh. and how frustrating was it for you when you first started with the mind did you have a lot of racing thoughts did it was it hard to stay focused and centered um, did you get frustrated yeah absolutely you know initially when i started you know all these thoughts uh, started coming to me and i'm thinking of you know all these things happened in my life what am i going to do in the future i'm going to make money and all these so absolutely i was frustrated and i used to get really mad at myself and that's when my yoga teacher said look it's okay for these thoughts to come 
Here's a technique. If, if these th things come, let them come. They are just temporary. All you have to do when these things happen, just uh, focus your attention back onto the breathing. And that was a breakthrough for me because uh, every you know, that okay, it's okay that these thoughts come, even though I was frustrated. I, I would just move and focus on the breathing. So it, it was definitely frustrating at first. And then slowly, slowly, I started to have less thoughts. You know, now the thoughts come, but they are, the frequency is less than compared to before because every time these uh, thoughts come, I move on my breathing and uh, the tip of the nostril, as he says, you know, just focus on that. And, and that has helped me. So, yeah, it was frustrating. But uh, over time, you know, uh, it gets better. But it, it takes some time. I love that. And we talked a little bit about before, you know, when it comes to challenges in life, obstacles, whatever it may be, um, you talked, what's, what's the power of accepting it, right? Because uh, I know when I wrote my book, I talked a lot about how when we suffer in life is when we resist, but if we have acceptance, it, it can drastically change the, the, the landscape of what we're going to experience. How important is it to accept? How important, well, first, let me ask, how important was it for you to accept those situations and how it helped you out? And then also, more importantly, just in general, how important is it for acceptance? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, as you said, it's very, very important. And, you know, when, when, the, when this uh, tragedy struck, you know, the, the stroke first, and then a year later, the, the work and the divorce, you know, after the stroke, it was, you know, again, again, you know, I don't want to say that on day one, I was, you know, accepting everything, you know, accepting things is very hard. So, you know, initially it was very hard. And then I, I you know, because of these, uh, you know, things I did, meditation and uh, talking to a psychologist and uh, various other things I did, I st slowly started accepting things. So it's very important. And this is what I say all the time in all my interviews and especially in the book i say uh, you know ex it, it, it all starts with acceptance Be, uh, uh, you know if, if you don't accept things you can't do any of the other things uh, which you know uh, I, i've tried to do like building resilience and building positivity and all that it all starts with acceptance and so it that that's a, that's a phrase i use it all starts with acceptance and it's not easy you know uh, i want to be very practical it's not easy but you have to accept things to move forward and then you can do multiple things uh, you know to, to face your tragedies but you, you have to start with accepting things otherwise nothing will happen i agree a hundred percent with you i think it's sometimes when you have that first thing happen and it's uncomfortable and you're like okay you know this you're like i have to accept this i just gotta accept this and it's like but your stomach's sitting and your mind's racing and you got all these other thoughts and these inner critics and all these things going on but it's one of the things where it, it, sometimes it's a very hard pill to swallow but, you know, it's just like fear, in my opinion, where I always say like, but if you can get past the fear, if you can break through that, then the other side is only on the, it's only the way up. You, it's, it, there's no down. Um, it's you, cause once you accept it, it's like, okay, I don't have to fight this anymore. Now you can right. take that energy that you were putting towards that to give it life and all the other stuff that comes with it. And now you're switching it over to this, which is going to be like, okay, well, this is what it is. What can right. I do? Right, right, absolutely, and and that's what I, you know I I, uh, I discovered in this process that you know accepting things is not it, it is not natural or whatever. It's a choice you make. It's a choice at the end of the day. You know I could have easily kind of been depressed and uh, blaming uh, this and blaming that, uh, you know, or accepting things. So it's a choice one has, you know, to, uh, to exercise, to be miserable or to accept things. So that's that's one of the lessons learned for me that it's a choice. And I used to get really pissed off before my stroke about small things, you know, like for example, the gadget's not working, or there's a big line in the grocery store, or whatever. And 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 and, and now it's like, okay, you know what? It, so so one of the things in my book, Doc, I've constantly, you know, I call it the motif in the book. It is what it is. You know, every time anything happens, you know, I constantly remind my, myself. It is what it is, and that has kept me, you know, no matter what happens, big or small, you know, that, that has helped me uh, kind of accept things. By, I constantly remind myself, myself, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do. You can't rewind the clock or you can't go back uh, to the old normal. It, it is the situation uh, the way it is, so you have to deal with it. I like that. It, that's uh, it's a phrase I use too. It's funny you said that. It's just ah. like I'll look and be like, "Yeah, it is what it is." All right, let's see what we can do here. Right, right. And, and then you just you just shift gears and so forth. 
With your message, I think it's very powerful during these times for individuals who have been um, suffering, may not be from a health perspective, it could be from COVID, but, um, but the other effects that come from, you know, like the governmental lockdowns and like in the United States, we like right. in Chicago specifically, we have another lockdown coming. Um, most mm-hmm. likely uh, some parts of the states here are going into full lockdown mode um, with curfews and all these other things and businesses, small businesses getting smashed. Uh, especially the restaurant industry and other industries for business owners who are um, what advice with what you have in the book and everything that your experiences, what advice can you share to an individual who's going through these dark times, who's going through um, this hardship? What are some things that with your, that you can give in a, a short sentence, a long paragraph, a, a half hour message? Doesn't matter. I'm leaving, I'm leaving this to you. Uh, this is you. You're the expert when it comes to this part. So I'm leaving it to you. Um, but what is something that you can share for people who are going through some hardship? What are the things, what's like a, a process they can do if you had to sum it all up? Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. You know, I, I can easily spend half a day talking about this, but I'm not going to do that. I'll just a few things which have helped me face this and which I think uh, applies to anybody in, in life or in business. And uh, so basically, you know, uh, again, you know, uh, going back to acceptance, it is what it is, should be your primary driver, you know, whatever the situation might be, whether, you know, the business is down because of the pandemic or whether, you know, your, your life, uh, you know, you're in lockdown and so on and so forth. It is what it is. You, you can't really do much about it. And you have to accept that. So that's, you know, it all starts with acceptance. But then you know, there are so many things you can keep in mind, right? Yeah, as tough as the, the situation is, you know, uh, and this is a globally, it's not just uh, uh, back home in, in the U.S., but, uh, you know, it's, it's globally. So you have to, you know, uh, you know, I wrote an article recently, and I'll share that with you after the call. Uh, And this is specifically, you know, like what things can a business do to face the new reality? And I'm just uh, just quoting from that. So, uh, uh, you know, you you have to accept things first. And then, you know, uh, then you have to reinvent and uh, reimagine your life uh, with these in in this new normal. And not just your life, but also so the the way you work. right? So the way you live and the way you work, you have to reinvent and reimagine. And, you know, and you have to find some positives out of this, right? It's very hard uh, that when things are so down, how can you find things positive? Uh, So you have to look at, you know, the positive side of things, you know, because of this, you know, know, I think the general pollution levels have come down as a whole and people are more, uh, you know, dying to get connect and uh, you are connecting more with your community, even though it's virtual, you're connecting more and so on and so forth. So you have to, you know, find something positive uh, in, in what's going on. And, and, and you have to try different things. And I, I call it in my book, Art of the Possible. You know, so many choices you have in front of you. So you have to keep trying different things. If this doesn't, one thing doesn't work, you have to try different things. So, you know, the businesses are down. So, you know, uh, for example, I'll, u- uh, I'll use, you know, my, uh, my clinical psychologist, right? So when uh, I started... Now, I started my sessions uh, after my stroke. We used to meet in person. And now, due to the pandemic, you know, we have, we have to do it over, the, over Zoom. And she's not comfortable, right? Uh, but I keep reminding her, I said, look, uh, Doc, this is your new reality, your new normal. Whether you like it or not, at least you, will, uh, you, you can have the capability to do it on Zoom. And, and that's, it's not ideal, but uh, that's the way it, uh, you know, it will work. And you can uh, continue to practice your craft. And so that's just one example. And every business, every person has to reinvent and rethink processes and you know, the, the stuff around uh, your life or around your business and how you can adapt. You know, that's the key. How can you first accept? And then how do you adapt? You know, again, you, can, you have a choice, right? You can be miserable. And you can think of why this happened, why this COVID came and so on and so forth. Or you can adapt and do some of these things and reinvent yourself and, and your business uh, uh, to continue on. And, and those are the, some of the things uh, which, which I talk in that article as well. And then also, Doc, you know, uh, there, there are, unex- I, I think I mentioned this before, there are unexpected benefits of uh, these kind of things. Uh, you know, in my case, the tragedies of my life. And a lot of uh, uh, people now, uh, uh, you know, facing uh, due to the pandemic, uh, you know, in their personal lives and also in businesses. So, the, but you have to always explore 
unexpected benefits coming from the tragedies. So for me, right, all these tra tragedies, you know, uh, I think I mentioned to you before, but, uh, you know, so I hardly used to read uh, before my stroke. You know, I was not a big reader. Uh, I used to uh, read uh, only newspapers and stuff, but hardly any books. So like I used to read maybe one book in three years or something like that. But because of this tragedy, you know, I was forced to, you know, you know uh, kind of uh, get into the habit of reading more books in, in the sense, uh, listening to more audiobooks. So I've been listening to audiobooks in the, in the last uh, three and a half years, almost like once in two months, I would, I would listen to a new audiobook. So, so this was an unexpected benefit for me, you know. And so that was one, you know, I started reading more by default. And uh, re when I say reading, that means listening to more audiobooks. So that was one, and then the uh, you know, the you know the, the these tragedies. You know, I hardly used to cook before ever. So now I cook more by myself because these the circumstances have forced me to cook myself, and I, I absolutely never cooked before, and, uh, and and that was another unexpected unexpected benefit. So there are lots of benefits like these in your personal or professional life. And uh, it's very easy to get uh, depressed and uh, just, uh, you know, uh, harp on what is not working. But there are these unexpected benefits, no matter what it is. And you have to explore them. I mean, you have to explore them. It just doesn't come to you. You have to explore, you know, what is happening, why it is happening, and what are some of the other things, good things happening to you, no matter, no matter what the tragedies are. You know, and, and COVID is a big thing right now for many people all over the world. So you have to explore them. So you are, that's your job. And finding possibility is one thing I've learned over the last three years. If this therapy or this treatment does not work in Western medicine or Eastern medicine, and I keep trying, you know, and, and, I, and there's a message for my, you know, I have used a message to my uh, caregivers that I would like to try different things. If it's not going to kill me, let's try it. So, you know, I've tried all kinds of therapies, you know, beyond the traditional, you know, physical rehab, occupational rehab, and so on and so forth. I've done a lot of things in Eastern and Western medicine. Like in Eastern, I've tried Ayurveda, I've tried uh, acupuncture, energy healing, and all that. And in Western medicine, I've tried new things like uh, CBD oils. You know, trying to take that because I have a lot of dizziness, I have a lot of uh, you know headaches and stuff like. So I, I tried taking CBD oils to see if that helps. And uh, I've I listened to frequency-based music. There's a site called uh, Whole Tones, which you know, which has music which is based on frequency. And that helps your mind. So I've tried all these different things. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's why I keep saying in the book that you have to find possibilities. It is, you know, it is what it is. So you have to find different things. And, and again, it's not just about treatments and therapies. You have to, uh, there are so many other life and lifestyle practices. You have to find possibilities. And, uh, and that's, that what, that's what keeps you, you know, keeps you motivated and so on and so forth. And, uh, and, 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 and again, you know, what I have, uh, and again, whatever you do, you have to discover balance. In my case, you now I discovered a balance between using uh, Western medicine and Eastern medicine. You can't depend on one system, but you have to uh, do both. And, 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 and they, they fit, uh, you know, very well. They're very complementary to each other, but you have to do both. So, so that was my balancing of, uh, you know, the Western and Eastern medicine. So for others, you have to balance, you know, uh, so, so if you're faced with a crisis uh, with COVID, you know, sometimes your heart will tell you something and sometimes your mind will tell you something. And sometimes the heart wins over mind. Sometimes the mind wins over heart. So only you can decide, right, what, what is right for you and what is right for your business. And, uh, you know, people can definitely offer a lot of uh, ideas and feedback and all that. And you, you should be open to that. But as long as you remember that those are just ideas and it's not and all, at the end of the day, you have to decide what needs to happen and have a balance between whatever the, those decisions are. You can go to extremes because the extremes will uh, definitely is not good for your, you or your business, so no matter what it is. So that's one thing I've discovered over the... So for example, right? So I was taking a lot of Prozac uh, after, after my stroke for my, uh, you know, for my mental rehab. So I, I supplemented that with meditation. So I kind of, uh, you know, continued taking Prozac, but I also did meditation. So that uh, for my mind. So that uh, that's the balance I, I, I tried to achieve uh, in, in my case. So similarly, the businesses can, uh, you know, do the same thing with, uh, with COVID, right? You can't uh, just, you know, for example, I'm just thinking this loud. 
you know, for example, you can just, uh, you know, say, okay, you know, the business is down and the only choice I have is to offer, uh, you know, dine out or, or carry out service. Yeah, that, that's absolutely one option. And I, I go back to the restaurants because that's, those are the people most affected. So, you know, so that, you know, that, uh, yes, you can continue doing the, uh, you know, carry out service, but you can reinvent yourself, right? You can maybe offer some different things uh, on the patio or, you know, there are different things you can do. Maybe you can change your menu. Maybe you can do some other business online and so on and so forth because you have to adapt. You have to accept. You have to adapt. And you have to find different possibilities to reinvent yourself. So these are some of the my life lessons after the stroke, which are absolutely applicable to anybody in their personal life, but also for business. I love the advice there. I love everything that you share. And I think the biggest thing that you brought up that I think is very critical for people um, to the ones who do, do come out of these things and they blow up and they become, and from a business side, they become very successful where there's others that just don't is because of the reinvention of themselves. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing because I think when we face hardship, we, we're, we're, the hardship comes for many different reasons. And a lot of them we won't know until, you know, I always say you don't understand everything unless you look at the rear view mirror of life, right? And that's right. where things can come together and make sense. And I truly believe that when you, when you look at hardships and you look at how they come, um, it's one of those things that there's this, the, 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 the ones who can get creative, the ones who got to go deeper within and find like, I always say you got to pull out the stuff that's in you that you, that you have, you know, I've, I've, I've always been fascinated with the term or the phrase, you have everything you need within you. Right. Right. And I, I used to argue with that a little bit. I, I was like, how do you do it? Okay. Everything's in here. Where do I find it? How do I right, do it? Right. You know, this, you know, all these, when I was very left brain, strong individual. And so very analytical and all that. And so there came times in my life where all of a sudden I'm like, all right, if it's all within me, how do I find it? How do I get this out there? How do I expose this out here? But it was interesting when I started to let life dictate and like kind of guide me in the way when I had a hardship, okay, I'll take it in, feel it out, study it, you know, do go through the motions of stuff, accept. And then it's like, all right, how do I reinvent? How do I change? How do I turn this around? How do I take this, this coal that I don't like and how can I turn it into a diamond? Right, right. And I think that's kind of what you phrased overall. I'm, I'm just trying to paraphrase here a little bit. Um, but I think that's kind of the message is like, you know, you take it, you got to do this. You, this is what's coming. Like if life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, right? If you get orange, you make orangeade. <laughs> I was trying to add another fruit to that. But anyhow. Funny you say that because that, that quote I have in the book, when life gives you uh, lemons, make lemonade. Uh, so that's a quote in the book I have. Funny you say that. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great quote to use. I think, you know, there's some quotes that just transcend times because it's, when it's so truthful and it has so much substance behind it, um, and it's a really a huge application to life, um, I think it just transcends time. I don't even know, I don't even know where that quote comes from, um, but I think it's a very powerful one, and, and, and I think that's kind of the message you share is that, like, no matter what, you got you to gotta accept, you got to reinvent. I mean, because everyone's being affected by this in some way, shape, or form, and you have to rethink things. Like, I was talking – I was interviewing someone, and we were talking about – she's a relationship expert, and we were just talking about, like, I'm like, how do you keep things fresh in a marriage? What do you – during these times, what can we do? And, you know, I love the chefs that got creative. Some of them are doing cooking shows. You, you, you buy it, it's virtual. They tell you the list of the things you got to buy. And then you, you're there live with the chef cooking and learning how to cook and putting everything together. And then you have a nice meal. And I'm like, see, that's exactly. reinventing. And I think exactly. that is amazing because where else can you get that unless you're in person? And now you can do it virtually at home, which is, again, a whole nother process. Right, right. And, and that's one thing, you know, uh, <clears throat> in this article I'm talking about uh, to the businesses is, do not compare, you know, you know what, what your business is doing with others, right? You know, don't compare your business strategies, processes, and goals in, in this new reality with others. You know, uh, because uh, com uh, with competitors especially, you know, you may think, oh, you know, my business or my restaurant or whatever is uh, not doing well or compared to this. Or don't compare because everybody is going through this and everybody has, you know, uh, uh, Everybody has uh, their ways of growing. So you and your business will grow and it's perfectly okay that it will grow. Uh, it will grow at its uh, 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 speed. You know, it, it, don't compare 
your business with others and then take a lot of ownership of your decisions right uh, as i said before you may get a lot of input a lot of feedback and you should get that feedback but at the end of the day you decide what is the best thing for you and your company and your clients and employees and and again you know i talk about uh, you know you have to take balanced decisions and so on and so forth and now you again as you said right you have to adapt and you have to reinvent i love it i think that's sound advice i think it's it's something that can truly um not that you're not going to have suffering or hardships but it's right, definitely right. something that it makes it, you know, like Charles Darwin, he gets always get credited for the survival of the fittest. But when you really look at his work, he actually never really said that per se. What he said was, is that the ones, you know, it's not about the being the fittest or the strongest, but it's about the ones who can adapt the best that survive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Samir, how can people connect with you? How can they learn, go get your book and follow you and all that you're up to and all the great work that you're doing for the world? Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, so uh, my book just launched this week and it's launched uh, worldwide and it's definitely available on all Amazon uh, properties, definitely in the U.S. and also at uh, Barnes and Noble and uh, uh, a new entity called bookshop.org, which uh, competes with Amazon. So they do, you know, they support like uh, local uh, and independent stores. So if you don't want to buy from Amazon, you can always buy, buy from bookshop.org. So these three are the big ones in the U.S. and globally, it's available on different platforms and Amazon is definitely one of them. So that those are the ways you can get the book. And, uh, you know, I will be launching an audio version of the book also. So right now it's just ebook e and paperback. But by next week, we should be also launching the audio book, uh, audio book. And that will be again on all platforms like Audible and uh, Google and uh, Apple and so on and so forth but it, it will be only launched next week. So that's uh, how you can get the books. And the best place to reach me is, is my website. So I recently designed a website, which is my first name and last name, S-A-M-E-E-R-B-H-I-D-E.com, samirbidde.com. And in that website, you have lots of stuff you know, about me. There are some photos of my journey and so on and so forth, information about the book. And, and in, on that website, uh, Dr. Manzo, I have something called Samirisms. And these are nothing but lessons learned, my lessons learned over the last three and a half years, which have helped me. And I'm, I'm terming them as Samirism. So I have a, a bunch of them on my website. And, I, and, and these are some of the lessons learned from my journey and some of which I talked about. And I also have resources on, on my site where, you know, I have like quotes from really some people about life, how to live your life, how to reinvent. So there are some uh, quotes from some uh, key people and also some of the videos uh, which I've seen uh, on YouTube or other channels. In, these are inspiring videos, you know, on uh, lots of things, you know, on positivity, on resilience, on diversity and so on and so forth. And these are the videos I like. So I'm sharing those links, links uh, in the resources section. And also I've started to blog, you know, uh, the things, uh, you know, I've just started doing that blog. So there's a lot of information about me and, and the book on my site, samirbede.com. So that's the best way to reach. Samir, thank you for all the listeners. This will be in the show notes uh, so you can get access to all that. Samir, it was a pleasure. Um, thank you for taking time to share space with me and to the listeners to share some wonderful insights, especially during these times. It's much needed. Uh, I appreciate all the work that you're doing uh, when it comes to helping people. You're pretty much ending suffering in the world, and I'm a big fan of that because that's a mission of mine. And so I appreciate the work and uh, appreciate you taking time to be on. Well, thank you so much, and I really appreciate you having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast. 
sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us, so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.